Take a moment, pause for just a second, if you would. Take a look around your apartment or your home. How big is it? Stretch your arms out straight. Can you touch the opposite walls? Can you sit up in bed without banging your head on the ceiling? Now imagine your home or your apartment shrunk down two or three times. Is that too close for comfort now? Or maybe tight quarters are snug and cozy for you. For thousands of Americans, living large may be a thing of the past. Next month, the San Francisco Board of Supervisors will vote on a proposal to reduce the minimum apartment size to 150 square feet. And in Boston, there are plans to reduce that minimum unit size from 450 to 350 square feet. And then, of course, in New York, the home city for small dwellings, Mayor Bloomberg has launched a contest to design a compact Manhattan apartment. And this begs the question of whether or not our dreams of mansions will be replaced by dreams of tiny places. Joining us now, two guests who know quite a bit about living in cramped spaces. Although, Felice Cohen, if we're to judge from your YouTube video uh, from 2010, you, you don't see this necessarily as cramped. You live in a 90-square-foot apartment in Manhattan. You still live there, Felice? No, actually, I moved uh, this past winter. You, you had enough of it? No, I was actually uh, evicted um, with all the media attention from the YouTube video. The landlord saw that I wasn't the name on the lease, and the woman wasn't supposed to be subletting because it was rent-controlled. But it worked out. I bought a fabulous one-bedroom. It's a little bigger than my 90 square feet. How, how big is it? It's just under 500 oh, square so feet. Oh, so that's quite a bit. That's a big change from 90 square foot. But let's go back to the 90-square-foot apartment that you had in Manhattan. Let's take a listen here. You gave a guided tour in that, that YouTube clip, and here you are talking about the bathroom. The bathroom is pretty big for... Um you know, you just got to be careful you don't hit your knee when you're sitting on the toilet. I think it's actually gotten bigger since I've been in the apartment. I've just gotten used to sitting, you know, sometimes you have to sit sideways. But it can be a little, you know, daunting getting out of the tub and getting into the tub. You just get out slowly. But you're only in the shower once, once a day. So, I mean, did you, was the attraction of that apartment the price, the location, or did you actually look for something small? I actually wanted to try living in Manhattan. I'd been living in the Bronx for almost 10 years, and, and I wanted to be in the location of the Upper West Side. And a friend of a friend had this place, and I looked at it, and as a professional organizer, you know, I knew I could make it work. And the price was great. That was just a bonus. And I loved living there. So, I mean, what changes did you find? To your, I mean, did you find changes actually in, in your personality, the, the person that you were based on living in a tiny place? I think I did. You know, I grew up on Cape Cod in Massachusetts in a large home with a large, my own bedroom that had two walk-in closets that together were almost the size of this apartment. And I had to get rid of a lot of stuff before I moved in. And I realized I was there almost five years that I didn't, you don't need so much stuff. I still didn't wear half my clothes. You know, we have so much, so many of us have so much stuff that we don't even use or wear. And I think at some point you realize you're ha more happy, you're happier with less stuff. So that's Felice Cohen of New York. Also with us, Jay Schaefer. He's the designer and founder of Tumbleweed Tiny House Company. And Jay, you've lived in a 100-square-foot house for 10 years or so. Uh, that's right, Celeste. I've uh, spent about 10 years living small and uh, even longer than that designing a lot of small houses. So explain the layout to me. You come in the front door and you're immediately in the living room slash kitchen slash bathroom slash bedroom. Uh, pretty much. It's hard to get away with anything other than a open plan when you're only living in a house that's 8 feet by 12 feet. But um, basically, you walk in the door, you're flanked by a uh, the kitchen. Well, you're in the kitchen, 
and behind you is the bathroom. And if you take another couple steps, you're in the great room, or what I like to call the elbow room. Um, it helps a lot in my case to keep the bed up out of the way, so there's a little sleeping loft above the bathroom and kitchen. I mean, with, you know, oftentimes large spaces are market driven, right? You know, when I was buying a house. My realtor, of course, was trying to move me into larger and larger, larger places. I mean, but do you think that the the attraction to small places is is more about, as Felice said, learning to live with less stuff? Yeah, it seems like more and more people are um, really looking at smaller housing options. I mean, in the U.S., there haven't been many options until recently anyway. Everything seemed to be about the McMansion, uh, at least out outside of the city. And a lot of people are, are really thinking about living with more with what they need rather than a lot of extra space that they're not using. But what do you give up, Jay? I mean, when you go to a, maybe a hotel room or a friend's place, which is roomier, what are the things that you think, gee, I kind of miss having a, a huge tub, a, a sizable shower? What is it that you miss? Um, you know, frankly, I don't miss all that much. Uh, in fact, I can't think of anything right off that I miss. Otherwise, I would probably get it. Unless, of course, it was something like a pool table or a jacuzzi because that just wouldn't fit here. But um, I figure I can outsource my life beyond my, uh, you know, I, I, my, basically I have a bed under a roof. And I can only take, uh, take up sp- 12 square feet at a time anyway. So anything beyond that I can do outside or go out to eat a lot. I like to do that um, and outsource my life. Well, what about you, Felice? I mean, moving from 90 square feet to 500 square feet, that must feel like luxury. What was the first thing you got when you had space for it? Uh, You know, I bought a new bed and uh, that was nice. I could actually stand up on the bed or sit up on the bed. Um, but one, one of the things I, I missed, and it wasn't that I missed it a lot, but I love having friends over for dinner. And I've had, since I've moved, a lot of friends over, dinner parties. But I, I mean, your friends must ask you, how could you live in such a small place? Even in 500 square feet, to many people, that seems very tiny. I mean, for the people who would be afraid of, of letting go of space, letting go of those things, what would you tell them? You know, I think for the people who moved to New York... I think, you know, we're we're going there because we want to experience New York. We want to feel the energy. We want to go to shows. Maybe we're trying to make it in theater or writing or finance. And for a lot of us, being in New York is exciting. And our apartments are just where we sleep. Maybe we eat, but we're always out. And I think that's, you know, where that's one of the draws of New York City. And since my video came out, I've had emails from people all over the world asking where they can find these small units. Jay, how much, I mean, you own the Tumbleweed Tiny House Company. How much business do you get? How many people go for these tiny homes? Well, it's still a fairly small market overall, but it's picked up a lot in the last 10 years, Um, especially in the last couple of years with the housing bust and all. Folks have gotten past looking at uh, resale value and more into use value now and and are realizing that square footage does not automatically equal um, resale value. So what's your pitch? I mean, when you're telling someone, no, 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 you can live in a, in a say, an 800-square foot house with your family of two or three, how do you, how do, what, what do you tell them? How do you convince them? It's hard to actually convince anyone unless they can feel the space. So um, I try to get people into a very small house. You know, when I designed houses, or at least when I first started, I spent a lot of time in bathroom stalls and closets trying to figure out what really felt like enough space for a room. Uh, 
Um, and I think you really do just have to feel it to believe it. Do you think that this is, I mean, is it just a matter of the economy going south? People need smaller places because that's all they can afford at this point? Or, or do you think there's another another force driving the, the, the push towards small? Well, there are a couple of other forces. I think that um, just the uh, environmental issues with putting out more emissions and consuming more uh, resources than one has to plays in. And even more than that, just liberty, like the freedom of not having to pay for more space than you really need is is why most people, I think, move into small spaces. So, Jay, Felice lived in 90 square feet. Is 100 the smallest you could live in? Well, I I've, uh, I, I totally empathize with Felice because um, uh, I have friends who live in half of that 100 square feet. And, Holy uh, cow. Yeah, and, you know, anybody who's gone camping knows that um, you don't need much at any particular time. I guess after a week of camping with a backpack and a tent, you can start to miss your laptop. But then uh, you could have a laptop in this kind of camping situation if, if it's a long-term, lifelong thing. Jay Schaefer is the designer and founder of Tumbleweed Tiny House Company. He builds up to 900 square feet homes, but he lives in a 100 square foot house. And Felice Cohen, uh, you may remember her YouTube video in 2010 showing how she managed to live in a 90 square foot apartment in Manhattan. Felice and Jay, thank you both so much. Thank, thank you, you, Celeste. I'm David Remnick, host of the New Yorker Radio Hour. There's nothing like finding a story you can really sink into that lets you tune out the noise and focus on what matters. In print or here on the podcast, The New Yorker brings you thoughtfulness and depth and even humor that you can't find anywhere else. So please join me every week for The New Yorker Radio Hour, wherever you listen to podcasts. Mm -hmm.